Jesus Christ is supreme Lord over all. We worship and honor the supremacy of Jesus Christ over creation, over reconciliation. And this morning, I just want to share with you just for a few moments, literally for a few moments, on Christ, the reality that Christ is supreme over the church, over the body of Christ. And Colossians 1.18 tells us that uh, he is the head, that, he, that Christ is also the head of the church, which is the body. So that's what we started talking about last Sunday morning. And I just want to uh, dive into it just for a few minutes this morning on the reality of uh, Christ supreme over creation, supreme over our reconciliation. We discovered that the work of Calvary's cross is finished. The result of that work is a reality in our lives and that we need to continue uh, to believe this truth, to stand firmly in that truth. God is out of believing that and standing firmly in that. The reality of it begins to be manifested through the fruit of the Spirit and through maturing uh, in our faith in Jesus Christ. So Christ being supreme over the church. Christ's church is not to be some relic of the past seeking to justify itself either by appeal to some archaic golden age. Uh, that's part of one of my pet peeves is how many times I'm talking to people and say, I just wish it were like it used to be, you know, five years ago. Others say, I wish it were like it was 10 years ago. Others want it to be like it was 50 years ago. And some even want it to be like it was hundreds of years ago. And then some say, we just need another day of Pentecost. As if all those wishes would be a cure-all for the church today. And what really what I'm hearing is that there's, there's very little confidence or belief or a, there's no consciousness of the reality of God today, of his presence being a current reality. And so Jesus is present with us today, and we want to continue to pull him into our current reality. So again, the church is not to be some relic of the past seeking to justify whatever uh, appeal you have for whatever archaic golden age you, you may think was the ideal time that is better than today, as if God is no longer with us. He is with us. And so we are, again, not not trying to appeal to an archaic golden age, or are we to, to attempt to appear more progressive and woke than the most recent protests fueled by social media. But the church is to be an agent of mercy and justice, an agent of healing and reconciliation, while basing its identity on the supremacy of Christ, being present, the identity of Christ on the supremacy of Christ and the reality of Christ being present for where God is present in the world and, and, and where he is present, there is provision, there's protection, and there's peace, and there's just everything that we would ever have need of. And we also want to recognize and realize that being the church is to be present where God is present in the world and for the identical purpose for the exact identical purpose that God is present, that's why the church is present. He is manifested through the church. The church is the body of Christ. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. So we are here for the same identical purpose as what Jesus Christ came on mission from heaven when the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we are here to proclaim 
his entire message, Christ's entire message. And that message is found in verse 25 and 27 of Colossians chapter 1. I'll begin reading at verse 25. It says, God has given, this is Apostle Paul speaking. He said, God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past. But now it has been revealed to God's people, and here it is, for God wanted them, or we could read it like this, for God wanted us, or God wanted them and us to know the riches of glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. This is what he wants us to know. Christ lives in you, and this gives you the assurance of his glory. Christ in you, giving you the assurance of his glory. So uh, God is with us, and, and uh, for him to be present with us and, and, and to be present in the world, for that reason, we are the body of Christ, and that is the, the identity and, and the mission of the local church. In verse 28, the Apostle Paul goes on and tells the people at Colossae that he's writing this to. He says, uh, so we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given. We want to present them to God. What's the next word? Say it like you mean it. Say it like you saw it in the Bible. Perfect. Presenting everyone perfect. What type of perfection is this? This is the perfection he talked about, the, the, the reality of redemption, the reality of the cross. That's through the death of Christ in his physical body. This is back, uh, I'm back at verse 22 now. He says, through the death of Christ in his physical body as a result, as a result of Christ's physical death on the cross, the shedding of his blood uh, has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault, without a single fault. And so we are here to proclaim, to warn, to tell and to teach everyone with all the wisdom God has given. Jesus Christ is supreme over creation. He's supreme over our reconciliation. And he is supreme in the church, the body of Christ on the earth today. And in that supremacy, God has united us with Jesus Christ for our benefit. For our benefit God made him, made Jesus, to be wisdom itself. To be wisdom itself. So we are here to present people to God, present people to God perfect in their relationship, holy, blameless, and without reproach. And God, for our benefit, made Jesus Christ to be wisdom himself. Wisdom dwells in us. We dwell in wisdom. And so we are here to uh, continue to proclaim that. We are here to grow in that as we continue to hear the word of God, as we continue to, to receive it, to believe the reality of it, that I am blameless, that I I have been brought into his own presence, that I have been made holy and blameless, and that I'm without a single fault, that Christ in me is wisdom itself. So I have free and liberal access to the very wisdom of God, whom God is certainly uh, supreme in wisdom, and it dwells in me, and I dwell in him. So be encouraged. 
The Apostle Paul's writing this letter to the church at Corinth to remind them, don't get caught up in the vain philosophies of the culture that are trying to dissuade you of this reality of being holy, blameless, and without a single fault. Don't let the philosophies of the world try to add other things, try to make you believe that you don't measure up to this reality, that you're not good enough, that yes, this may be true for someone else, but it's not true for me. It is true for all of us. And the Apostle Paul is is laboring and even to the point of uh, suffering uh, persecutions for the sake of the proclamation of the gospel, but he continues to do so because he has a passion for the people to know who they are in Jesus Christ. In, in verse 2 of, of, of chapter 2, he says that, uh, he says, I want them to be encouraged, talking about the church at Corinth, and, uh, excuse me, the church at Colossae, and, and it's also ap- applicable to us today, the church uh, at Grace Church. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. To be encouraged and knit together encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence. Can you hear the, how Paul is just building these people up and, 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 and really and, uh, root and getting them rooted and grounded in the reality of the truth of God's word and not being uh, discouraged or not being deceived or, or uh, not being taken captive by empty philosophies that were, that were prevalent in the culture, just as they are today as well. But we have the wisdom and the mind of Christ, and we can continue to encourage one another um, to be knit together with strong ties of love, that we can have complete confidence, and that we can understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. Verse 2 of chapter 2, Christ himself. This is God's mysterious plan. And and verse 3 then says, in him lie hidden. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So Jesus Christ is supreme over creation. We saw that in chapter 1. He is supreme over our reconciliation also throughout chapter 1, throughout the rest of the book and the rest of the Bible, but he really is supreme over our reconciliation. So you think about, am I really reconciled? Well, whose opinion matters? Yours, someone else's, or Christ's? Christ's opinion is what matters. Christ's declaration is what matters. It's not what you declare or what someone else declares over you. What has the word of God declared? What has the wisdom of God declared about your reconciliation? When I evaluate my own reconciliation, when I'm looking at the mirror, when I'm looking at my own life, I don't feel like I measure up to this thing of being holy and blameless and without a single fault. I can find at least one. If I dig really, really hard. But, you know, we, we are quick to disqualify ourselves. Do not allow yourself to disqualify yourself, nor allow any other vain philosophies of the culture to disqualify you either. Stick with the declaration of the Word of God. Be encouraged. Understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself, because it's in Jesus Christ 
It's in Christ, it's in your relationship with him and in him that, that are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Yes, God is supreme in wisdom and knowledge as well. He is the ultimate source of knowledge. The Bible's not anti-wisdom and it's not anti-knowledge. The word of God is wisdom. It's the ultimate wisdom. And so continue to pursue uh, the wisdom of God and, and seek wisdom from heaven. And in verse four, the Apostle Paul makes this statement. He says, I'm telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. So I want to tell you the same thing this morning as what the Apostle Paul said to the church at Colossae. I want to tell you these things this morning about your reconciliation so that no one will deceive you and that you won't allow yourself to be deceived with well-crafted arguments. You are indeed presented before God, perfect, holy, blameless, and above reproach without a single fault. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for the opportunity to gather together this morning to uh, worship you and to honor you. We thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to, uh, uh, to hear the testimony that we heard and, and to pray for one another. And we thank you for this word from the Lord, Lord God, reminding us that our reconciliation is under the supremacy of Christ and the reality of that is we are, that we are holy and blameless and without a single fault. And we are to encourage one another. We are to knit together by, to be knit together by strong ties of love. And we are to develop a complete confidence in the understanding of God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself, given us the assurance, given us the assurance of your glory that we are participants in it. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus, name above all names and all the people said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, it's a great service. I'm glad you were able to come out this morning. I want to remind you real quickly before Kate comes out and has a few announcements for us. I want to encourage you in the area of your stewardship. Just continue to be faithful to God and how He has uh, prospered you and blessed you so that you can be a blessing. Uh, to other people, and you can be a blessing in supporting the work of the ministry. Grace Church is here to proclaim Jesus, the good news of God's grace, not only here in Berks, but also beyond. On the screen behind me, there's multiple ways you can participate. Uh, we have tools there for you to, uh, to sow your tithe and your offerings into the ministry here at Grace. So we want to thank you for being faithful in that. We believe God with you and for you that all your need is met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I have a newsflash for you also. Are you ready? You don't need to participate in any recessions that the culture talks about. Amen. Be knit together, strong ties of love, and say, I'm not going to participate in that. I'm going to continue to believe God. Amen. Praise God.